2: Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian. I am here with a loose confederate of gay queers. I have, joining us all the way from uh, Hogwarts and all the Wizarding World, it's Adam.
3: <laughs>
2: Trust me, he gets louder.
3: <laughs> and then, Great.
2: my dear friend and also way back co-host of the Weekly Media Mess, Mr. Eric. That was a long time ago, we in a galaxy far, far away. It is, and it was. And I want to find those episodes. I want to do something with them. Cause I think some, I think they Make were a good a montage. Moments. Yeah, basically. You gotta have a montage. Maybe for our Patreon subscribers. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But, uh, and finally, of course, we have Aura. Hi everybody. Talk. Now, so those you don't know, Flame On, of course, is gay geeky podcast. And this, uh, thanks. And this week, uh, this this half month, we have decided to talk about Harry Potter.
0: Yes. And before we do that, uh-huh. I want to just state for the record, I am a Ravenclaw. We are the best house. And oh no! Every, and are oh, there any do Hufflepuffs here? Start. Are there any Hufflepuffs here? There's
4: always a Hufflepuff. Some
0: yeah. There's always one tragic bitch. <laughs> no, Hufflepuffs I are lovely. Think. No, they're not. I love my Hufflepuffs. Look, I need you to understand how this works in my, my head. My
4: Hufflepuffs are amazing. An yeah.
0: owl comes. And lands by my window with an envelope. It's happening. It's finally happening. I fly overseas. I buy all my, like,
3: supplies. You realize there's I grab my wand.
0: Hear me out. Get on the train. Get off the train. Take the boat across the lake. Go up. (laughs) Get sorted hufflepuff Mm-mm. grab me my owl and my trunk i'm leaving
4: hufflepuffs an amazing house they're particularly good finders first of
1: what all the they hell live is under hufflepuff. the kitchen what do they
0: find in they early live, death
4: well they can find you, food
2: because they're under the kitchen can you oh can you name one and, and, I, and i really can't not cedric major Ooh. character tongs okay i know who tongs is um oh what happened to her she well, made it, right? Hey, have hey, you not finished the
0: book?
4: Don't even be be. <laughs> okay. Don't be be to talk. She is fabulous and her wand is beautiful as is well. It? it is. It looks like a pitcher plant. It's really pretty. Weird? It's pretty. How does she wave it? Like I, we've all tried to attempt to hold it and we can't figure out a great great way to hold it.
2: It's okay. very odd. Okay. Now, rem, well, tell us, tell the audience where they could potentially find you at the Wizarding World.
4: Well, I had the lucky experience to open Diagon Alley, particularly Ollivander's wand shop. So I am one of the lucky few who gets to say that I sell wands for a living and not in an inappropriate way.
2: Because <laughs> that would never <laughs> happen in our circle. Uh, so I believe you identify with house uh, Slytherin. I'm a Slytherin, yes. And uh, Eric, do you have a preference on your
1: house? I would probably be sorted into Hufflepuff. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You seem very Hufflepuffy. Yeah. Oh.
2: Well, I I believe I house identify with Gryffindor. Uh, I may or may not be sorted Even that I way. <gasps> what? Truth? I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm basically boring and altruistic. So that that kind of puts me No, no.
4: The motto no. of Gryffindors is let's do dumb stupid things quickly. Oh. that's the well, motto that works of too for me actually. So.
1: No plan. Pretty much. Well, when I clubs over
2: there eating like Cheetos. Well, when I play an MMO, I basically am Leroy Jenkins, Jenkins. or whatever. So <gasps> that does kind of fit actually really well. Um, so we're here to talk about Harry Potter. Uh, we have I'm
4: our ex Harry like running into Voldemort. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> no, you're doing
2: it
0: wrong. Hold on. Let me re- <laughs> Leroy <laughs> <Jane-on>
2: Nice. I haven't watched that in forever. Um and you, younger listeners, may I want to go look that up? Although it's probably a freaking meme by now. It is. Oh, but the video is classic. it's an old meme. Um, we are talking about Harry Potter today. There's really nothing too amazingly new about Harry Potter. I mean, uh, J.K. Rowling keeps putting out uh, little update stories about, you know, backstories about this character. Mm-hmm. What didn't Malfoy just get uh, some backstory? Or they whatever? talked
4: about um, the most recent big one that I remember because I am a bad Potterhead. In the sense that I haven't read any of many of the new stories that she put out. She put out one like for twelve days leading up to Christmas or something like that.
3: Yeah,
0: but you have to be a part of Pottermore, and like we all are. But look, I'm tired of pointing.
4: Exactly. Um, for Draco, it talked about kind of it gave almost his side of the story, but it also kind of explained like what happened to him after the entire battle and. What he decided to do with his life, and he actually kind of calmed down with his like, "I'm going to tell my father" shtick that yeah. he had.
2: But I mean, he and he grew apart from his father, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Because his father was kind of a died-in-the-wool uh, Death Eater. Uh, he, yeah, Lucius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and after that whole battle, I would hope, I mean, you want to hope that the character like that would sort of learn and go, oh, crap, I'm not doing that. Well,
4: I think after after Draco almost got killed, Narcissa was like, fuck this shit and was done. Because at, at the end of the movie, for instance, you see that Lucius and Narcissa and Draco all kind of peace out. And that happens in the book, too.
2: They're right. like, we're not having any more of this. And they just leave. Um. So we are going to talk a little bit about the books and a little bit about the movies and a little bit about the theme park. Um, but one thing I uh, I mean I've read all the books I've seen all the movies I don't know if I'm a Potterhead I, I certainly like the universe I, I really really like the books and some of the movies I like but I, w- I was curious about queer theory and sort of the because there's not a lot of gay characters or themes overtly in the text uh, or the movies I believe the biggest and most notable thing would be uh, Dumbledore's backstory mm-hmm. and revealing his love for Grindelwald yep. is that right? Who is kind of the Voldemort of his day. Kind um, of. I mean, not as evil, maybe, but still pretty nasty. He wasn't necessarily bad. bad. He, oh, was just, he, was bad.
1: he
0: was just power
2: hungry. Yeah. Like, okay. And
1: strong-willed. And, yeah.
2: So is he like the dumb? And, and like, sad, you know, know,
0: history is written by the winners. That's so, true. That's very you true. You know, it's the dark wizard Grindelwald where you find out, well, he wasn't that bad. Yeah.
4: And, and a lot of people now are especially are kind of analyzing the Dumbledore character and saying that he wasn't really that great of a person that Joe wrote him to be. He was uh-huh. actually kind of a dick.
3: Well, I mean, you look at what he did to Harry it.
2: and how he basically didn't tell him anything and let him sort of stumble through his life. It's very much like Doctor Who kind of letting the companion bum, bundle, bumble around and Figure out something and then need rescuing, it and was then he steps in. Oh, listen,
0: <laughs> everything relates back <laughs> to Doctor Oo. We'll, well, it, it is should. all British, it is. so
2: no. But I mean, so Dumbledore is the only overtly gay character, and only in the sense that he had a love for Grind- Grindelwald that was never, I guess, fulfilled in any meaningful way, or not as meaningful as he would have liked. And then after that sort of passed, he became sort of a asexual monk-like character, pretty much. That led the uh, the chillins. Um, the other thing that people pointed out. When did you become best friends with J.K. Rowling? You her Joe? Oh, that's what they say. They I are so Joe. familiar with Joe. It's like, okay, I mean, that's whatever. It's, it's, I mean, sure. She hasn't said anything else.
4: I, like to, I, I just call her Joe. It's easier that way than it, to say J.K. Rowling. Um, J.K.
2: Rowling. The other thing I read that sort of dipped into uh, a queer literature kind of read on it. Is the character of Lupin Remus Lupin, who mm-hmm. is the lycanthrope, aka werewolf, shapeshifter, whatever. Uh, although that's a whole other thing. So the idea being he was not gay, but he his uh, his battle his his condition of being a werewolf was patterned somewhat after the social stigma of having HIV and AIDS, uh, at least maybe in the last however many years. So they were reading that he was sort of a, you know, a character that. Joe, if I can be so informal,
1: no. Okay,
2: uh, was trying to sort of thinly veil as that story to have that in there, and you know, I I don't know that she has said anything to that extent. I don't think so. But this author made a an okay case, even citing like the character didn't, uh, like the character marries with Tonks, yeah, Remis? yes. And how Tonks was a metamorph, so even though they had a rough, maybe, love life, maybe Tonks could have been a little gender-bending, and that made it work. I don't know. This is all this one writer, and it was on Pathos, and it was, you know, it was interesting. but I Probably mean, a stretch. Sounds like Slash Vic to me. Well, yeah, a little bit, yeah. much.
4: I mean, I can see how the, one could parallel the two. I just don't think it's... I don't know. I just can't see that being a good analogy i mean
2: in like, that their struggles were similar to maybe someone having the social stigma you know years ago and i would well say if you're gonna anymore. go that
4: route then i think a better a better person to look at would be bill weasley because bill weasley gets infected during the story while lupin kind of comes in as being a werewolf bill gets hit immediately okay fun for great back and then bill and fleur get married eventually and they go and live in the Shell Cottage. Very ostracized from everybody else because Bill couldn't take being in public Mm -hmm. and being known, because the Weasley family is very well known, being known as a werewolf.
2: Okay. Well, I think the author also referenced him, and I just forgot about him, and the fact that, what's his name, Fenrir? Yeah. How he could have been the part of of a person infecting others without worry of consequence and, in fact, trying to maybe ruin other people's lives or well something
4: like it, he was also doing that because Voldemort wanted werewolves on his side like Fenrir's entire quote unquote I guess brood was a part of Voldemort's final group
2: yeah That's right, because I I do remember Fenrir vaguely, and I think, unfortunately, in this case, the actor who played him passed away Yeah, um, not too long ago. Ironically
4: enough, the day that we got his wand at Wizarding World was the day that they found found him dead. Oh, wow.
2: That's crazy. Oh, and I meant to mention, we were just recording this on the day after the weekend. What was the weekend called? Uh, The festival that was there?
4: Oh, Celebration of Harry
2: Potter. Which uh, the actor who played Hagrid uh, was here for the festival and Mm -hmm. had to go to the hospital, and I never really followed up on how he was doing. I, it sounded like it was sort of a, a a really bad virus, but it wasn't like you know his heart attack or something, yeah. or stroke or whatever. But you know he was supposed to be there and, and could not, um, which is also kind of freaky. Um, I mean, I think if anyone had betting money on the next Harry Potter actor to die, it would probably be Maggie Smith. But she's kind of well, like I'm Betty. No, White. Don't Here's you ball. dare!
1: Well, Listen, I'll bite your like, tongue. Good. How God
2: dare you? What? Knock on wood. I'll knock. On wood I, I don't for want you. her to die. I'm not saying that
0: he put money. I could, like, well, like no, no, I I That's, that's asking
2: Betty White to die. How could I, you do that? I do that? not want either to die. They're both national treasures for different nations. But if you were to put money on who would die next... <sighs> why, is not, why is
0: this even
2: a- I know. Why are you, we just... No.
0: This we, is the alley of If you're anyway,
4: listening to this, we love you. We and love we her. You I love
2: Betty White even more. But no, I I uh, I was just surprised that uh, Fenrir, the guy who played him, although I don't remember what, what his circumstances were. Anyway, long story short... There are authors trying to make queer theory metaphors and and pick a, pick apart that kind of thing, but obviously there's that not queer a whole theory. lot. Yeah, yeah it's that's like, what it does.
0: It's like back in the day when you had overheads, you just put something like rosy pink or lavender <laughs> on top of something and just call it queer theory. The so, only
4: the only thing that I know that Joe's like kind of explicitly said, other than Dumbledore, is that I remember at Christmas somebody asked if there was like gay students at hogwarts and she responded on twitter and said like she can envision that they would be like totally accepted there and they'd be very they'd have kind of like their own little organization and there wouldn't be any sort of negativity towards them that's the only thing yeah and i don't know about the rest of you but i'm one of those people that unless the act the like author says it i'm not going to look too deep into it
1: well that's- yeah, you can always find what you're looking for it's like statistics; you can make them, you can manipulate them to say whatever you want them to say. I uh, I
2: don't disagree with that, but it is fun to speculate. Now, um, the other thing in that quote, she had tweeted back. I think it's someone she said Jewish characters as well, because yeah. there is not a lot of that. So, one of the critiques of Harry Potter is it's awfully white and maybe a little bit of other ethnicities, but very like. Britishy white kind of well just, that's Britain for you. Well, no, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I, I mean, mean, you have Cho Chang.
0: You have you have. You do. Don't okay. even
4: get started on Cho. You will get all sorts of oh. anger about Uh-oh. Cho Chang's.
2: I think we should hear this. Why are you mad at Cho Chang? I'm
4: not mad. It's everybody else that's mad. Like apparently there was a lot of uproar when she really Quote, I guess released Cho Chang's name because apparently like Cho is like oh, a Japanese right. name and, and then Chang, Chang is Chinese, Chinese or, Chinese or something, something along those lines. They're two yeah. different Cho is Korean, Asian is ethnicities Chinese, yeah, exactly. and everybody was like all out of sorts about it, which I can understand why they would
2: be. But maybe she had a Korean mom and a Chinese father. And I mean, then she uh, was Scottish on top of that. Oh, that's I right. Mean, she was Scottish too. That was weird. Um, but, again, I, there's examples, certainly, of where they did... Yeah. I mean, so, I don't agree with the criticism, know, but...
0: Kingsley becomes the Minister of Magic. Yeah. So, it's not like she... I mean, and I will say he's one of those characters that never really gets developed because he's, like, yeah. the older one in The yeah. Order of the Phoenix. He is but you of can a say badass, that. though. He is. Yeah, but you can say that about anybody right. in The Order of the Phoenix that's not a Weasley or a, Potter. Know, a Potter or a Granger. Like, it's just... You know, that's just the way it is. We weren't really focusing on them.
2: Yeah. So what, you know, if we address that pretty well, what is the, what is it, what what draws you to the world of Harry Potter? What is it about all of these rich creations and uh, this, this rich world that Joe has built that attracts you guys to this?
4: Well, for me, I grew up with it. So, I mean, I remember I got the first book when I was in sixth grade out of like the scholastic... Um,
0: Girl, were you doing book it?
4: I, something like that. Like where they have the book fairs come to you or oh they yeah, like you order the books and they send it to you. Yep. I remember, I remember the first one was in there and I got it. And I like breezed through it and absolutely loved it. And then my mom started looking on for more. And then that's when the series started really... T- Go, getting the rise that it did and so i remember i got the last book between my junior and senior year of high school and cried all summer because of just how ridiculous like intense it was and that's what drew it to me it and especially i think i found that a lot of like the awkward teenagers and a lot of like gay kids and a lot of just the not jocks not cheerleader people in in high school really were drawn to this series because it gave them an escape that this this could be something real and this could be something cool that they can just immerse themselves in and forget about the trials of high school.
2: So like an escapist thing, but yet something you could identify with. Yeah. Um, it's the same reason some people really fall in with like the X-Men or yeah. other comic book characters that they can immerse themselves in and also have those themes of a secret life. I mean, when you're a muggle... Like everybody else is a mug or whatever but if you're a wizard you know that's sets you apart and makes you special mm-hmm. um, Oral what do you think well how did why did you first or how did you uh... um,
0: in high school I got put in the gifted program and so our curriculum was kind of like like really out there and like almost not whatever we wanted but like it was cool because you, you sit in class you'd read newspapers. You know, you talk about something. You watch The West Wing. You pull it apart. And one of the books that we had to read was Harry Potter. And me being the overachiever that I was, um, I was like, well, the movie's coming out. So I'll watch the movie. I'll read the book. You know, I'll, I'll be down for when I have to do this, like, analysis on it. And just instantly fell in love with it. And that, for that that year for Christmas, I asked for... All the books that were out with This is Dating Me. And so the last one to come out was Goblet of Fire. So I got all four at once, the first four at oh, once. Okay, sure. And um, it became an escape for me. Like it, it's one of those things where I got it at the right time um, in high school and just kind of like cemented itself in the foundations of my like adolescence. So even though I think I came to it pretty late in life. It, it had like a like a lasting impact. Um, so I would see the movies at, at midnight. I'd be there for the yep. book releases. Um, funnily enough, anytime they were like, oh, well, welcome. You know, you pre ordered this book. Here's your little sticker that tells you, you know, what line you're supposed to be in. And when we call you and it was always Ravenclaw. Always, always, they did that.
2: Okay, that's cute. Um, So I see Eric looking over at me very sadly because I believe he and uh, I—I think we were actually living together at that point when some of the books were out.
1: Um, Yeah, but I mean, I discovered it before I had moved in. Oh, was it before? Yeah, I was. I was staying at a friend's house for a couple weeks because we had a summer job at this warehouse or whatever. But um, her little sister had the first four books. And so I I had never heard of the series before So you knocked a
0: little girl out and stole her books? (laughs) (laughs) Wow
1: Rude No, I just read them while I was there So in two weeks I read the first four books Yeah, they
2: read I mean, I'm sure most of the people who are still listening to this Have at least read one or two of the books Mm -hmm. Or maybe just the movies They read really quick I, I remember, oh, but, but
1: I mean, it's also very easy just to get lost in that yeah. world. No, and That's what and, I meant. I don't
2: mean there. I mean, they are children's literature, but don't think that they're dumbed down. They're not, no. but they do. They're very compelling. You go from chapter to chapter. The chapters are a little shorter, I think, and that helps propel you because you're like, well, I can read another chapter. I remember that well, the I quickest I got
4: chapter. through the first like six
2: hours and did you do it in one? Yeah, yeah, in one sitting. Well,
1: also, if you think about just the size of the books, the first three books are so much smaller. <gasps> oh God, than they balloon seventy-one, two and
0: change, and then three plus. Yeah, I think that's one, two, and three. I read those first four books, cover to cover, multiple times. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: um, I haven't gone back and reread the the last couple. Yeah, because I, I
4: don't want to ball my face off. That's true what I want to watch or read. Because
1: I mean, personally. I enjoyed four through seven much more than the first three.
2: I think she evolved through the storytelling and through learning and developing the world like she did get better and I think the world itself got a lot richer as you just added more and more stuff to it but um, you know I got the books I believe around the same time you did because I hadn't read any of them when they came out and then Goblet of Fire came out and everyone was going crazy I would hearing about Harry Potter this or... so I was like alright I love reading I love you know I hadn't read a lot of child lit but I had read like the the golden compass books and i had read like lemony snicket and i was like all right well i'll try this and you know it, it just absolutely kind of in, in captured me and gave me another sort of an escapist kind of thing and you know i've never been big on fantasy or magic it's like it's okay but Lies. no, I, I, really, Lies no right? deceit, I really hadn't at that point I you
0: was, built oh, your whole empire literally on fantasy and science
2: fiction no 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 well outside of the comic book world and I wasn't actually I didn't think I was I was just getting into comics I think at this point or back in the comics but um no the uh the, the way the books bring magic and the real world together, to me, was more compelling than a book about a wizard off in fairyland and doing this and that. I really felt that that was, I think, one of the hooks for me. Is I could, and I didn't, but I could pretend that this was the real world and there was just this... What do you
0: mean, pretend? I know. I do the... Like, I still keep tapping walls. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
2: Well, if you ever go to uh, uh, the Diagon Alley... You
0: mean the place that I cried? I cried a lot yeah. when I walked in the Yeah, this is a this is a an emotional
4: emotional series.
0: Yeah, like okay, so let's let's jump a little. So okay, I didn't go to um, Hogsmeade probably for a year after it opened. Well, you which, couldn't.
4: The lines were be were ridiculous. And I just
0: I'm just like, you know what? I'll go when I when I want to. I can get in anytime I want to. It'll be fine. I'll just wait. And my friends are like, hey, like, you know, let's like hang out tonight and then I'll take you tomorrow. I'm like, that's great. I got so emotional just to see all of those touchstones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it's different when you see a movie and you love that movie. And but
4: to see something tangible.
0: Yeah. And seeing the like the little the the snitches in the windows and the mandrakes and like the little nuanced things that you as a huge fan like always kind of wish to see and having that there just pushed me over the top thought I was going to be okay during Diagon walked in bawled my eyes out (laughs) bawled my eyes out it's so real well so it's because like as you know for me being like that awkward gay teen like I escaped into these books And so when you turn a corner and you see, hold on, shut up. Don't look at me. When you turn the corner and you see the Hogwarts Express just like bright red Mm -hmm. and the steam blowing and you see like all of these people who you have this like shared experience with, even though you don't know who these people are, you know that like this is so like palpable for them. As just as it is for you. Mm -hmm. Like, cried on the train, off the train. Got back on the train, (laughs) cried on the train, got off the train. Cried during Gringotts like you wouldn't believe. Like, it was... Really? Yeah. Like, it's... And you know what? Like, I am not one of those people who says that Harry Potter is for everyone because it's not. It's not. Even my friend who, you know, like, loves movies, stuff like that. When, during, um, I think it was... Deathly Hollows was it Deathly Hollows where they have the 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 wizard battle in the coffee shop?
4: Yeah, okay, yes, yes.
0: Deathly Hollows Part One. Like I am engrossed in this because this is really like really in like it's just intense. Yeah. yeah. And he leans over to me. And he's like, you know, at the end of the movie, he's like. I know that was a, like that battle was supposed to be intense, but for me it was just people waving sticks around, just like because it's just not his, his yeah. world. No, I understand. But that. I just oh god, I'll look at uh, it. So uh, the uh-huh. the
2: diagonally specifically because that's the newer one. I haven't been to it yet. Mm-hmm. I've not heard a single negative thing about it. Oh, it's other than the lines can be crazy. I think when it opened here, eight hours. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. you'd basically be there for most of a working day to to wait in line. But I mean, it's uh. It's a transformative experience. Like, you don't... The coolest thing about about Diagon,
4: I thought, because, I mean, if you go to Hogsmeade, like, you basically walk from Lost Continent slash Jurassic Park, and it's kind of just there. It's mm-hmm. still a part of Islands of Adventure. When you go into Diagon and you walk through those doors, you are in Diagon Alley. You yeah. don't see any other part of the park. Nope. You see nothing else. You, are, you just are in, engrossed, and... It really takes theme park, I feel, to a whole nother level because I I can't think of another park where you can stop in a location and not see any other part of the park but except for Diagon Alley. That's I mean, I
2: can only imagine like the realism of that. And I'm kind of surprised other parks, and and certainly they're probably learning from this a lot, but they have they've pulled that. I mean, it, it yeah, you want to be able to escape into that world. Now, I did want to ask about the actors because you said there were uh, – People in robes who were walking around and greeting you—is that, was that kind of what I? Picked I up mean, out of that?
4: during opening, we had actors that would be walk around and do that. Like okay. when we had all of the talent here, we had all the actors, like the actor actors. We had um, people dressed as witches and wizards walking around Diagon Alley to make it seem as though it was an actual
2: alley. Okay now but i mean even people who just come to the park at a time of the year where it's not sweltering i mean there's there'll, there'll still be people there oh, to yeah. facilitate mm-hmm. and and wearing their own like you can get robes there and oh
4: whenever them. i first went to hogsmeade i wore everything cuz my best friend she made all of our robes hand stitched oh wow from scratch i mean the course it's like 10 pounds worth of cotton but mm-hmm. she made all of that and we had our own outfits and we went in august in Florida, God. in that outfit, I had I've done it a few times, but I have not done it since for a past few years now. But I mean, August wool sweater with the robe ten pound robes in dress slacks. Like I was that kind of fan. No,
0: <laughs> and you know what? It's so it's so tempting to buy. You know what? Everyone wants a cloak, just so you have a cloak, so you could be that person who always has a costume ready. Yeah. But like, even the sweaters, like these are amazing, like pieces. Like everything is is really like a a tangible quality. Like nothing looks cheap. Even the cheap things, like have a, a high, yeah, don't look cheap. But I just I want a sweater. It just. I would wear it for two weeks in Florida and then sweat to death. Yeah,
1: it's like the thing I want most is just one of the big scarves, but I'm never going to use it.
2: I totally relate. That's my fourth doctor scarf. I don't ever get to wear it, but I love it. mm -hmm. Um, I did have, and this was sort of related to my previous stories about M.A.L. as featured on the last episode. Um, While I was there, I I text Adam, and I'm like, I had this vision of of a Slytherin leather outfit and and this does not make sense to me at all other than just a raw like visual but like a leather scarf he wants me to do this and I feel like you know it would also be... you are the third nice to meet you oh, no Hi, how are it you? is it is very <laughs> well, much well, in well, his well. uh you know wheelhouse. wheelhouse yes I was trying not to use that word <laughs> but but yes and uh, I, it's a, have you seen anyone pull off Harry Potter Leather realness. Have you seen not this?
1: leather, but I've seen a Pandora box in a Griff- yes, Gryffindor corset. I true.
4: love that. That is very true.
2: It's... Did not think about that. Actually, um, I think when she was here last time at yeah, the yeah, yeah, she, did she, the, she came out in the
1: full uh, just the robes, and then pulled them off, and she was in a Gryffindor corset, and it was amazing. It was
2: uh, uh, amazing. Um <sighs> wrong queen. What, uh, yeah I know I know. I know totally it's the wrong queen but I still have to think about it. Um so who are our favorite characters in? So we kind of laid a little bit of foundation. We talked about the wizarding world. Um I will start. Um I really like Snape. Is that weird? Why? I, I, don't, no. why? I don't I don't I don't like weird. listen. I don't like Okay, it's it's weird. Snape as a character I felt had the most transformation. And it based was, you know, she probably knew ahead of time. Okay, this guy's not that bad. Spoilers, but we're gonna portray him as like the dick and the villain and and all this. And then you learn his backstory, and you kind of go, "Oh, okay, he was the guy who people kind of picked on." I have this
4: rant that I am just waiting. Okay, good, you good, good.
2: <laughs> but but the end, he he does what is needed. He does not do what is maybe noble, but he does what is needed for for the characters, and has, I think, ultimately everyone's best uh you know intentions like he he really is a hero
1: he's not the hero that no. Hogwarts no, wants. He's, not. he's the hero that Hogwarts needs. thank you that's perfect
2: um, <laughs> so why is that wrong
4: or what what's the negative here's what's the okay i don't i tip i hate when people say oh my god snape always this is why it pisses me off okay because he really was a douchebag. He was an asshole to Harry. He gave no fucks about
0: can I curse on this? Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. We're he we're gave
4: buried. no fucks about Harry. He only cared about Lily. He <sighs> didn't care about anybody else. He did not care about Harry's well being. He could have cared less about anything. He did only did it for Lily. If Harry had been born to Neville's parents, Snape wouldn't have given two shits about him and would have treated him just like he still does. Mm -hmm. He was a bully, and I do not like Snape. I have never liked
2: Snape. Now, I think the... And I'm not saying that's wrong, because obviously you know know that's true. But, I mean, is it possible that he, kind of like Dumbledore, really felt that he needed to be that way for Harry not to... No, spoiled like he thought that James... Yes. Because he saw Harry as a little James. He did. And he did not want Harry to become James and probably took out some of his aggressions on him. Yeah, I get that. Probably, he did. But I mean, I think in his defense, if I can play devil's advocate, it might have been so he didn't become like James and be kind of douchey. Because James was douchey, let's be honest.
4: He was. Mm -hmm. So,
2: you know, I see a legitimate uh, desire to not have another James Potter running around and He knew the kid had to be sort of protected and did things without giving it away. You know what I mean? He didn't care about
1: Harry.
4: That's the thing. Even in the last moments, he only, to me, he only showed Harry all of those memories kind of to be like, I did it for your mom. I don't really care about you because he saw Harry as being James's trophy. Of being James's trophy that he had that he had Lily and that Snape could never have Lily, but James did, and this was the product of that. And it was almost like a feel feel bad for me, bittersweet. Like I didn't do any of this because of you. I did it because I felt like I owed Lily something and because I loved her.
2: Well that's but okay, so let's let's go with you know that argument. Even if he did it for Lily, that's still noble. I think that still shows the virtue. Yeah. In Otherwise, I mean, I you know think he's heroic, but clearly in most of the books he's the villain. Other than the you know uh, Voldemort doing whatever behind the scenes, and then the other villains of the book. I
0: wouldn't call him a a villain. I'd call him an antagonist. Yeah, he an he's antagonist. an antagonist, okay. but he's not a villain. I'll, I'll give no. you that.
2: Um, well, anyway, so I he's not my favorite favorite, but I think I have to stick up for him for that reason that I felt like he was sort of the. The unsung hero. Um, Oral, who's your favorite?
0: Um, through and through, it always be Hermione. Um, because I've always been the Hermione of the group. Um, brave when you need to be, but, you know, you use your words and you, you figure out solutions. Not everything is a, a run-in and stab-a-snake sort of thing. <laughs> well, sure. Um, and, you know, everyone always... And they push it in ask caban a lot Mm -hmm. but you know she's the brightest witch of her age like you know she has all this potential that the boys don't necessarily see unless she does something like spectacular for them but you know that bitch was taking like all the courses and still managed to help solve the problem well
2: but she was using a time travel device for that it's
0: still, it's, She still had to do that. Yes. But like, you know, Hermione. If it wasn't for her,
4: Harry wouldn't have gotten half the shit done Well, that the time is, he did. That is clear, I think. He Rebisa was incompetent. Books. Yeah. yeah he's no, they both, his way yeah. <laughs> they both were.
0: They both were. When you look at it, like harry is the everyman coming into this new world ron is someone who has grown up in this world and still bumbles through it but hermione is someone who this is all new to but she still you know has more sense than both of them yeah she adapted and she got them through deathly Uh hollows like that was her yeah like yes harry sacrifices through all the camping yeah, through, yeah through
4: it was Harry campers. Potter and the Great Tank Camping Trip. Yeah, that's essentially God. what definitely house that was the joke
2: is. at the time we were reading. It was like, oh no, he's still came. where are you at the book? He's camping. Oh, how many times has he already been camping? Oh, you know, five or six. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous, but yeah. I, I digress.
0: But but I I love how clever she is. I love how smart and determined she is, and you know, she's not the strongest, but she's I I think has the strongest will, mm-hmm. and that's what I admire about her. And
4: to add to that and interject a little bit, if I may, of one of the things that gets to me the most, like working at the wand shop, is that we'll have parents who come in with their kids, and the kids, boys specifically, will be looking at the wands, and the, they'll go for Hermione's, and then, because it's a pretty wand. It's very it's, pretty, yeah. it has, it's For those who haven't seen it, it's kind of like a, a tan with like ivy going around it it's very pretty so a boy will pick it up and the parents will ask who it is and it'll be Hermione so They're like oh that's a girl's wand put it down oh. and it pisses me the fuck off because if I had a boy I would love for them to be her, like Hermione mm-hmm. I'd love for them to be intelligent she fucking punched Draco in the face of all things she is the only one who got physical she's a badass why would you not want your boys to be like
2: Hermione yeah.
0: I agree. Completely. and like in, in the in the books like you know you could you could say like even though she's not she's very white in this world (laughs) she she is she's the black girl she's the smart black girl who has to work twice as hard the strong independent
4: black woman who don't need no man
0: exactly because you know she comes from you know a world that not many people find her equal in and it's not because she's a woman. You know, like sexism kind of exists in the wizarding world, but it's not really prevalent. It's like how pure is your blood, which is why I am I totally can relate to people being Slytherin. I got sorted into Slytherin during Pottermore. I was a little tipsy. Do not
4: even bring up Pottermore. I
0: gasped. I I backed myself away from the computer. I'm still mortified to this day. Oh. But, like. Green is
2: a good color on you. Though.
0: But I don't dislike Slytherins. Slytherins aren't bad people per se, they're just really ambitious. Um, and well, Slytherin Hunter,
4: and Ravenclaw are also too. Like. We're They're two very sides of the same, similar. Yeah,
0: we're two sides of the same coin. The thing is, is that what I don't get are like people who consider themselves Death Eaters because you're fascist. I don't <laughs> think you understand that. You're fascist. Maybe they like Hitler and Mussolini. Maybe <laughs> I mean, it, like, it's, and it really irks me when I see people with dark mark tattoos. I'm like, but they oppressed a bunch like of people. It's like getting a swastika. Exactly. Like in the wizarding world, a Death, like a dark mark, is a swastika like and it it it, it, it's just like i can i can i know if i was a wizard i wouldn't be the whitest of magic's wizards like i'd be pretty dark from time to time but i wouldn't at any point think you know what
2: i want (laughs) to join the the nazis
0: yeah like it's just mm, can't do it i'm sorry we took up a lot of time no
1: no no Um, your favorite character no that's okay and and again, nothing's wrong with Slytherin as a house. Um I mean, originally Harry was going to be sorted into Slytherin until he told the sorting hat, "No. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, ma'am." Um and it was if not Slytherin, Gryffindor. Of course. So what course. would be your favorite? Or who who's your favorite? Um just to kind of draw a parallel with my own high school career cuz that's what all these kids are going through is basically high school. Um it would be somewhere in between Hermione and Neville. Oh, Neville. Oh, because, Neville. yes, I was the smart one, but I was also the goofy, um, kind of dorky... Band nerd Let's yeah, say Exactly yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh he is a band nerd <laughs> yeah. to
2: me. Oh Neville Neville is such Neville a Neville is a Motherfucking hot Band nerd True uh, Having seen No his,
4: starts off Awkward freshman year And right. then senior year Is super hot
2: Very And, it, and, and actually, like he's not a even a guy who would normally Find attractive But the pictures that I have seen And ostensibly Maybe the video That has been you know, is He's out so there. skinny In person Yeah It bothered me No mm-hmm. yeah. I was like uh, You just want to Give him a sandwich I understand
1: But yeah, and also Hermione, it's just, again, there's kind of that escape where she came from ordinary parents but still qualified or got to be in this magical world. And that's just kind of, you're able to relate more to that.
2: It's the transformation. Oh my God, there's something special about you all along. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's why Harry is a good escapist character because it's the same Mm -hmm. thing. He's living a muggle life not realizing where he's actually come from and then he discovers all that. It is interesting that none of us have set Harry Potter, which is sort of the obvious on the nose choice, but I mean, do we like Harry overall as a hero? Do we think he was an effective uh, protagonist? I mean, do you oh. do you like
0: King Arthur? Like he's nothing without like Lancelot and yeah. Guinevere, yeah, you need to so characters. So like he's not a bad character by any means? Yeah. Like we all have a love for Harry. It's just, you know, is he my favorite? No. I also have a thing for redheads. Mm. So all of the Weasleys are just like <laughs> the end all be all, except for Percy. Like, Percy's oh, just never. So
4: awkward and uncomfortable. You know, yeah. Oh. Like, and you
0: know that it's not even one of those scenarios where he's really repressed in public, but just, hey, you have really awesome sex with him. He's just, he sits there like a log and you're just not yep. about
2: it. Oh Percy, uh, did we? I don't forget. Did you say who your favorite? is? I have not. Well, who is your favorite?
4: Okay, so mine is going to be a bit obscure, but my favorite is Horace Slughorn.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I vaguely that's recall, not obscure. I well, I vaguely recall who he is, but refresh our memory
4: here. Okay, so Horace is he doesn't come into play until Half Blood Prince, um, which is book six. He. Eventually, um, <laughs> I guess Hogwarts was like, we can't find anybody else who wants to be Defense Against the Dark Arts Teacher. So they make Snape Defense Against the Dark Arts Teacher and they go back and get Slughorn. Slughorn used to be the Potions Master before Snape. And so they bring Slughorn and, and well, actually, Dumbledore kind of recruits Harry to go basically kind of <laughs> kidnap Slughorn and bring him to Hogwarts. Because when they get to his house, Slughorn is a couch. Okay. And oh, so that's right. it's all coming back. And so he, they eventually force him out of his couch state and convince him to come to Hogwarts. So he comes to Hogwarts. And Horace is, one of the things he's well known, most well known for is he is who taught, or not taught, but told Tom Riddle, a.k.a. Voldemort, how to make Horcruxes. He's also founded the Slug Club, which was kind oh, of like. Yeah. I guess if you had National Honor Society or like Beta Club in college or in high school, he kind of
1: did that. It was with, the it club. It was, it was everyone who was managed. in the Who's Who of exactly. high school yeah. students, that's, and that's he wanted to have Slug Slug them Slug
2: around was. him so he could elevate his own. Stuff. Well, that's
1: into like hero hurts.
4: worship. <laughs> he, but the reason I love Slughorn was is because I, I also started in college myself the Harry Potter and the Muggle Outreach Conference, which was a. Academic based Harry Potter conference that we s- hosted every year, and one of and we would have students come in and teach actual like f- academic topics on Harry Potter. And I did one one year of not all Slytherins are bad because I basically I get sick of hearing that Slytherins are terrible people. I got sick of it, so I finally was like, okay, I am going to point out to you some really actually awesome Slytherins and show that they're not all terrible people. And one of the ones was Slughorn, because he's one of the main, I guess, not bad Slytherins. And doing a lot of research on Slughorn and reading back, he, he, to me, represents all of the best qualities of Slytherin. Mm -hmm. And he really, you know, he's the reason that there were Slytherin students at the Battle of Hogwarts, and he's the reason they were there, is because he goes and he gets them and brings them to fight all the Death Eaters. And Jo has said this herself, that it was because of him that he goes back to Hogsmeade, gets the Slytherin students, and has them come to fight in the final battle. Okay.
2: See, I've forgotten that. And certainly I don't remember in the movie that being prominently, you know. It doesn't
4: because in the movie, um, McGonagall basically sends all the Slytherin and Ravenclaw students home or to the dungeons. And it's just the Hufflepuffs and the Gryffindors.
2: I didn't remember that either, but that's that's pretty fierce. I mean, that's pretty um, bitchy, I should say. Um, I think you've made a very good case for him. I had not even considered him. Um, are there other Slytherin though that are kind of in that same vein where they struggle maybe because they're tempted by the power of the Death Eaters and wanting to be in the side that wins, but they're also sort
4: of, well, you have to look at this way. The book is written from Harry's perspective. And Harry, from the get-go, already had a bad relationship with both Draco, Crab, and Goyle. Right. So he's going to look at Slytherin House and not really see great people.
0: And the only time you uh, you actually see other Slytherins are their people who are are friends with with Draco. Yeah. So like, like
4: Penelope Clearwater mm. and um, oh, what, Pansy Parkinson. That fucking oh, I hate her so much.
0: <laughs> hate Pansy.
2: Um, something I never thought I'd hear you I say I
0: totally forgot I got sent to the dungeons with you that's some old bullshit
2: <laughs> so that's an opportunity I think maybe because I know Joe is writing uh, the prequel books now that are going to do well no, Joe
4: herself is also a Gryffindor so it's going to be written from a Gryffindor's bias wait Joe is Gryffindor?
2: she's a Gryffindor yeah. oh okay mm. I didn't know if, but I, was, I would want to see maybe one of her stories well, with, written it, from the Slytherin perspective maybe even do like a um, the Slytherin side of the events of Harry Potter. Not that she. Well, an interesting that. character that she
4: never really. That was one of the characters she was going to have. Her name was, I believe, Mauve, and she was going to be a very distant relative of the Weasleys, actually, and she was going to be sorted into Slytherin house. Eventually, she was basically going to serve the purpose that Moaning Myrtle served, okay, in Chamber of Secrets. But she eventually just kind of cut. The character and made Moaning Myrtle instead. So she, but she was going to be a um, kind of major character, but was going to be in Slytherin house. Interesting. Yes, but obviously got cut, and Moaning Myrtle was put in instead.
2: I am. I will say, and this is sort of another tangent: the the ghosts and how they're introduced in the beginning of the, few, the first few books. They get a little bit to uh, come back here and there, but I did feel like, especially in the movies, they sort of. We're just like gags. Well, Pews wasn't
4: even in there. To, yeah, like, I
2: mean period. they're not really. When you think about it, they're not really important. When, not. But the idea, it could have played a bigger role if they, if she had chosen otherwise, because they did have well, transformative. That's what the, you
0: know, that's what the veil and, and the dais and the resurrection yeah. stone are for. Like yeah. you know, that, those to me are more palpable. Um, Expressions of the afterlife, and you know, that not everyone gets to cross over, and when you do, it may not be all it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that's more important than seeing you know, nearly headless Nick just keep coming in and out. Like, nobody cares, nobody no. cares. They become
2: messy. The only nobody one cares. that
4: was like important was Rowena Ravenclaw, but that wasn't even until the end, yeah, to try to find the diadem,
2: yeah. Um, in terms of favorite of the books, or you could go with movies, depending. Um, do you guys have like personal favorites? I think mine would be Order of the Phoenix because I mean, certainly Goblet of Fire is pretty epic and awesome. That's when the story really opens up. That's like, actually
0: one of my least favorites. Which really? one, Phoenix?
2: Goblet. There's
0: something about Goblet of Fire that doesn't click with me. Um, yeah. It I just, I kind of see that. It, but the thing is, all the, the aspects are there. You know, the greater wizarding world, mm-hmm. um, the different schools, like all of that, I should love. I actually don't really care for that book, really? but, um, Azkaban and Half-Blood Prince are my two favorites. I
2: love Azkaban. The movies, I think that's my one of my favorites. Azkaban's one of the best movies. But that's because mm. Quoron directed it, and he's one of their better ones. But I mean, specifically books, though, the fifth one to me, The Order of the Phoenix, I got that right, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's when the world really opens up, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first one where Harry doesn't just have like his adventure with his family. What's the family called? The... His parents, the Dursleys. The Dursleys yeah, he, like he has a little bit of that, but then instead of going straight to the school, they do like they have like he has an adventure in the outer well, world, yeah. and those were the moments I think when I really, really enjoyed the the, the scope of the story because I'm like, okay, we've been in the wizard, we've been in Hogwarts, we've sort of seen the Dursleys over and over again, and they're they're evil people, all that stuff, but now we're getting to see what the rest of the people are doing, and I thought that was really neat. Hmm. What do you think, Or? What's your favorite?
0: Three and six. Oh, that's right. You said um, that. I just. For, Azkaban was the first one because it's not that I dislike Chamber of Secrets it's just Chamber of Secrets is Chamber yeah, of Secrets it's yeah kind of there. Um, but you you get to see that like not all is cracked up to be you get some aspects of his parents you know that he has like some sort of family that's out there um, he gets the firebolt you get to spend time in Diagon um, and then like six for me half Prince is the the housekeeping book Oh, yeah. it's where like all of these things that we've been building to are, are there like because when you when you look at it like six is the penultimate book oh yeah you know seven is all climax and then like you know
2: Denouement.
0: yeah but for me like six is where See, it's to at. me
1: like six is the most forgettable Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember very much. I mean, I, I mean, I can remember. I can remember the general plot of the yeah. book, but as far as any sort of specifics, to I me, don't it kind remember. of jumps. Like, Order of the Phoenix was a penultimate, and then
4: because that's when you get like the prophecy starts getting talked about, and they actually go into the ministry,
1: and and all the training in the room yeah. of requirement, and, and all then of that. I just to me
0: yeah you get all that but the prophecy isn't something that we didn't know like we all knew the prophecy that doesn't surprise me that's why i think like while i i like order of the phoenix it's not really that to me is one of the forgettable books is that you know one through four for better or for worse there are some parts that i like some parts i didn't like Five, for me, is just, it's there. Like, I read it, it's like 800 pages, and it's just, but I knew this. Like, people died, it was sad. You know, oh, you know, either Harry lives or Voldemort lives. Like, bitch, I could have told you that from page one. Like, it's...
2: mm. Now, um... What about you, Eric? What did you say? I
1: think four and five are probably my favorite books. I do agree that, I mean, four isn't a perfect book. Um, I think, yes, it was nice to have the other schools brought in to build the world, mm-hmm. but I didn't think they necessarily added. I mean, I, di- I didn't kind of
2: Archety- I mean, they really.
1: I mean, didn't have a lot of personality. I don't think the way they're depicted. No, Either no. The, From like the drum string, drum Yeah, oh, it, God, it, 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 just it just seemed like a. I would have as well. It just it just seemed like a school of Slytherin. You know, Everybody it was just
0: creeping into the ship. Have
1: you seen oh, what Victor Crumb God. looks like now?
0: Yes. Damn. I have a thing for Eastern European. Well, like a whole former Soviet bloc.
2: Oh. You watch a lot of Bellamy porn? No, porn. I don't. Um And Adam, what about you?
4: Mine is kind of what Eric said. Mine would be... Mine's Goblet of Fire, but... Not for much the story. I, I'm i always one of those people that when I play a game or read a book or watch a movie, I'm more interested in the greater world as opposed to that singular thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that we learned about Bobaton and learned about side strength. quests. I do. I like the side quests. And I, I thought it was interesting that it brought in, you know, it talked about Salem for a hot second when they were at... Yeah. The um, Salem Institute. In yeah. American, which for a hot Institute? second when they um, are at the World Cup. I like that they talk about the Brazil school because Percy has that exchange student that he talks to down in the Brazilian school. I like that it talked about more than just London, more than
2: just yes. Northern Scotland. They could have gone, they never really did touch on the United States at all, did they? They do, like, out like Pottermore does. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but I'm just like, I just think the about them like no. it's very British, and that's
0: what that's what Fantastic Beasts will end up. Yeah, doing. it's going to be yeah. in New York. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Well, oh, that's interesting. It's 1940s
2: that. New York City. Ooh, that's a very nice era. I do like that. Um, so, wrapping things up, um, specifically, I guess, talking like, like things that are coming. Um, that's
0: pretty much it. Fantastic yeah, Beasts really. will at some point,
2: but let's let's play uh, armchair quarterback. Could you see uh, a comic book adaptation of this Harry Potter world? A TV miniseries or TV show like on HBO or something?
4: I honestly think that Harry Potter, the movies, are terrible. Okay. Honest to God, I think they're horrible. The only good one is Sorcerer's Stone. I think it would be much better if they almost did what they're doing with Game of of Thrones made it a series. Like, HBO does very good series. I think it'd be great if they took Harry Potter and made it a series.
2: What about a Harry Potter Monk or uh, anime? Oh, oh God, no. We'll go. no. No. I don't think I don't think. Oh,
1: that's...
0: God, with everyone having big saucer-like
2: eyes. <laughs> they just... Well, they could go for a different style. I mean, that. that's what
0: Potter Puppet Pals
4: is. It's yeah. kind of like... What, what? Potter Puppet Pals.
2: Oh, that's the YouTube... That's
4: kind of like anime, but with puppets. But they have the big saucer eyes and ridiculous.
2: Is that like where they go, Snape? Snape, Snape. Oh, oh, there's Snape. even more
4: better videos than just that one. Oh, I yeah. love Potter Puppet House. I've got
2: to go watch. I have only seen the
4: one. My favorite is Snape's diary. They steal Snape's diary and read it, and it has one of my favorite lines. And it's Ron goes, "I'm hungry," and Harry goes, "What else is new, fatty?"
1: Oh, and that's my favorite! Wow, line. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, my kind of favorite piece of fan art, whatever is a very potter musical yes. oh, oh my goodness it was musical. it's just brilliant also I love that draco just rolls around on the floor yes every, every <laughs> in that musical draco's my favorite character He's hysterical. the act the girl who plays him is amazing and just everything about it it's um
2: fantastic. does anyone else have any parting words about their love of the harry potter
0: Um, A customer made me a Ravenclaw hat And I asked if the silver could sparkle And it does
2: Ooh, Very nice
4: Okay That as a Ravenclaw I don't know about you But it bothered me If I could ask Joe one question It would be why in the films She let Ravenclaw's colors be blue and silver When it was blue and bronze Oh Why
0: You know the, the thing about it is is that blue and bronze I mean no offense you, it it works but, but it
2: doesn't really it's not work. Not blue and silver. That's
0: Blue and silver is a good combination yeah. though, but
4: as like I'm very much a sticking purist. to I'm a purist.
0: No, I I totally agree with you, but like I it's hard to rock like blue and bronze. Like it's just hard. Like, it makes, like...
1: So you're lazy. That's what I, you're saying. No,
0: I'm not you lazy.
1: Can't, you can't coordinate I, your clothes. I think the... Bitch! F- I, th- <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think the filmmakers definitely, from a visual point, blue and silver is more striking on film. But we already had and, silver. And color. And bronze would have definitely kind of just faded into the darker backgrounds yeah. of the school. It's hard
2: to make bronze really work like that, it, I think.
1: But I agree. If she said it, why did they change it? Granted, because she's made very few concessions. Yeah. She has.
2: Yeah, so. But, I mean, so, well, what I'm hearing is, color choices and, and other things aside, a new version of the stories might be a good thing. I think In a few so. years, not anything, you know. Well, soon. I know
4: that Tom Felton has said that he'd love to come back and play Lucius Malfoy.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Like, and I could totally see them doing, like, you know something down the line but I'm too young for that and I can't oh, yeah, yeah. I can't really go through that all again no. <laughs> um also I will say this if you haven't been to the new um Potter experience Diagon the one thing that they did that completely altered my view of a line cuz you know I when you work at Universal, I refuse to. Stay. I stayed in standing in the line once. I stood in the line once. Okay. I waited two hours for Gringotts. But bitch, you better believe I wrote it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so having said that, having booze in the line, greatest thing. Ever. Wait, wait, wait. You what? can, yeah, they have carts. Yeah. They have carts, and wow. then you can you can take food on
4: with you. Uh huh. Um, as long as you finish it before you get there. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, okay. through Gringotts, and then like on the train, like. You stop in King's Cross, like King's Cross looks like King's Cross, like yeah. it looks like a, a tram station, and um, you buy booze and sandwiches. They and have a little chips. shop
4: in mm-hmm. the in the queue line.
0: I drank and, all the way
1: through, and, like I, and I actually prefer of, of the train and Gringotts. I prefer the train, just riding the train. I think it's see.
4: I I was very disappointed by the train, honestly,
1: and it's I, not I, because of the experience. I mean, just not being able to walk up and down the train, you know. That's what bothered
4: grown. me. What bothered me was the fact that, and I was eventually going to say this, but it's that Emma and Dan and Rupert have tried to distance themselves so much from Potter that the voices on the train, Rupert's the only one who came back and did a voice recording yeah. for it. Really? emma didn't do it nor did dan
0: she's a very busy woman don't you see her talking to the u.s <laughs> bitch step back <laughs> um, the thing is is that the excuse
4: that emma gave was that she was during it was during finals week because she was at brown which mm-hmm. is understandable at the same time you could set you could do a voice recording oh, in yeah. a few hours That's a
3: weak excuse to be sure
4: it is and i'm just like why are you this is what made you you wouldn't have this job at Disney being Cinder, being fucking Belle if it wasn't for Hermione fucking Granger. Like, sorry about it, but it's not. Like, you yeah. need to go. And none of them have come to the park, have come to Diagon. Yeah. They came to opening of Hogsmeade. None of them have walked into the doors of Diagon. Well, Alley.
0: you know what? You know what? It, it's, 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 I can see why you would want to move away from that because. You know, being typecast is suicide if you want to pursue acting. Yes, like, but,
1: but at this point, there's been enough separation in time. There of will the never la- be enough of-
0: separation in time. You look you look at Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart has been on Broadway. Patrick Stewart has been in London's East End. Patrick Stewart is Sir Patrick Stewart. He will always be Jean-Luc Picard. That's true. And, like, he, he's, he's moved into that now, but there was a time where he didn't touch... Any of that stuff, you know, when you need the money, you come
2: back. We yeah, do conventions. Like yes.
0: I can, I can understand them not wanting to live, breathe, and die this because you know you did it for X amount of years. This was your, you know, this was a big part of your, of your, your life. You have uh, awesome memories of it. Sometimes you really want to just, you know, probably pitch yourself off the astronomy tower, <laughs> but you know, like you move on, and I think that's. That's why I think that I'm a really good fan uh, or a uh, part of any fandom. You take what you want and you leave it. I mean,
4: I agree. But at the same time, like they did the recording for the Gringotts ride during the last movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why it just it bothered me that they couldn't take a day, five hours to record a single piece of dialogue it's it's not that difficult. I mean, Avana Lynch still loves to come and play Luna. The twins still love to oh, come and be the does. twins. It's just like, this oh, is what made, made you, and I did. feel like she, her and Dan are both trying to really distance, and don't get me wrong, I understand it. It's just, as a fan, I'm disappointed. I, I expected
2: more. I mean, I, I totally understand that, but um, other than that, it sounds like it's a magical, wonderful experience, and, Uh, I think everyone should come down here to Orlando and come see it. Please don't bother me. Oh, wow. just kidding. kidding. Or if you do,
4: speak English. And if you come at me with Portuguese, I swear to God. I swear (laughs) to
2: God. I apologize to all our Portuguese Portuguese (laughs) listeners out there. All five or two of you. I don't know. Um, I think that's pretty much all the Harry Potter stuff. If you like us and you really want to hear more of us, you can go to flameonshow.com. Or uh Flame On show on Facebook and SoundCloud. Um, and we are going to be doing, for those of you who are nerdy show listeners, who are Patreon subscribers, we are going to be doing some content very soon that will be just for you. Good, good, good. Hopefully very exciting, possibly controversial. We'll see. I um, love controversy. I know, right? And uh, Flame On Podcast is our Twitter handle. Twitter. Which occasionally we tweet at. Twatter. We do twat occasionally. Um, Potter, uh, And we are looking for good questions because we are always looking for uh, how we can help the world on our little relationship and whatever advice column that we do. I give really good advice. I know you do. I'm looking at at you, am I not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for listening. We will be back in two short weeks. So until then, flame
3: off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at FlameOnPodcast or Facebook on our FlameOn fan page. And make sure to check out FlameOnShow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear.
4: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.